0: Follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Just search FFSN, that's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our Cavs shorts on the Noida's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it.
1: you doing it's time for another episode of that's rather cavaliers my name is relly and of course we have the host uncle tate how you feeling you know i'm
0: really what's good man
1: i'm doing good but before we jump into all the amazing topics we got at hand and we do got to touch bases on opening night against the lakers but before we get into that Everybody that's listening, everybody that's tuning in, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go to all podcast services where you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get podcasts. I need you to go to that share button, and I need you to share it to three people that has never listened to That's Rather Cavaliers because we got a lot of amazing content, and we make a lot of amazing content. So if you want to keep up to date and make sure your friends got great content about the cast, Why not tune in to That's Rather Cavaliers? But like I said, right, I wanted to touch bases on the opening game, right, the opening night, Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. It was, you know, we seen a lot. We learned a lot. But for me, I kind of seen a Lakers team that has a lot of things they got to improve on. But you, Uncle Tate, how you feeling? You think this game, I know it's the season opening game. We seen them get their championship. Well, the Denver Nuggets get their rings. Do you think this is something we should be alarmed about on both sides, right? Like, do you think the Denver Nuggets kind of showed that this is a championship team or is it more the Lakers' show they has a lot of things they got to work on throughout the season?
0: Well, it's opening night, really, man. I think it's just, uh, you know, opening night. Denver's going, getting their rings, getting their banner dropped in the arena. They came out, you know, full of energy. The Lakers came out kind of flat. I mean, I think the Lakers have a good team. I don't think there's anything that we got. We got to see this thing play out far as the NBA in totality over the first 25 games. Then we have a better idea of who needs to worry, who needs to make moves, who needs to panic, and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, uh, Denver got them. Was it, what, 119-107, I think? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they looked. They look, they, Yeah, it was. 119 Denver, 107 Lakers. They looked really good, man. I mean, the Lakers had some pieces. Torian Prince was hitting some threes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, I, I, I like that addition. They got Rui, Rui Hachimura back. I like to pick mm-hmm. up a Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Reddish got in, played some good defense, so some length. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like Christian Wood, too. I mean, I think the Lakers have a good team. Mm-hmm. But, Denver, but Denver brought back the nucleus of a championship team. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I mean? And like I said, they're going for that crowd's energy. Joker had a good game. I thought they would miss Bruce Brown this year. They didn't seem to miss a beat.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. From what I've seen, the Denver Nuggets, they, they, I mean, they showed that they're a championship team, without a doubt. But it was points in the game, like, even when they started slipping a little bit, you can see them; they were just counter-punching, right? So the Lakers, they went on that nine and zero run, and then Denver Nuggets. You can just tell they're just like, all right, let's slow it down. We want a championship. We we know what we what we got to do. We've done this before, and they just literally got that lead right back. Like you've seen Michael Porter Jr. kind of slow it down, even though he was missing some shots. Jamal Murray went back to Jamal Murray. We've seen the playoff. Nikola Jokic showed why he is a two time MVP. Um, but what I didn't like, which I mean, this player will get better throughout the season. I mean, he is a good player, as Anthony Davis. But at the same time, I just feel like Anthony Davis, from what I've seen, and it kind of is a reincurring factor to me. I feel like Anthony Davis shows time and time again why he's not like on the level of a Nikola Jokic or even a Joel Embiid. Right?
0: Why 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 he floats in and out the top 10? Yeah. He, he can't consistently yeah. stay in the top 10 because he don't give he don't string yeah. consistent consistent games and performance together.
1: Yeah. And that's a problem too. Cause it's like Anthony Davis supposed to be the person that's supposed to be taking the 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 throne, right? Like they say all the time LeBron James is taking the backseat for Anthony Davis. And it's like it's time and time. Shoot, this game tonight we've seen where LeBron literally, if he wasn't being LeBron, they could have really easily he could have got real nasty. For the Lakers, honestly, because it was points where LeBron was picking his shots. He was getting the easy ones. And Anthony Davis, I think he only scored once in the second half, if I'm not mistaken.
0: LeBron, every time LeBron came back in, the Lakers would come back. They would cut the lead. Mm -hmm. But the Lakers are trying to limit LeBron's minutes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. They don't want to start the first game of the season have to play LeBron 42 minutes. They want to probably, I'm guessing keep him around between the 28 and 31 32 range. Mm-hmm. You know, but every time they would take him out, they would fall back. Every time they put him in, they'd come back. But that's yeah, it. I mean AD a- a-, a a D gotta 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 show a little more. I mean he's a he's a top 10 talent, but he's not a top 10 player.
1: Absolutely. But with that being said, too, I do want to jump into the Cavs content because is that's rather Cavalier's why not We are a Cleveland nation. We love our Cavs, right? And I really want to touch bases on this, right, because the Cavs, we're going to play against the Brooklyn Nets. Our game is coming up soon. And it's a lot of stuff.
0: Tomorrow night, baby.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited, too.
0: (laughs) I'm excited. I I, I am, too, brother. I think, what, TNT or ESPN is going to play the, the Celtics and the Knicks.
1: Uh-huh. But I'm
0: going to be turned into Bally Sports Ohio watching my Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious, though. But to you, right, you think this game is going to be a textbook definition of what good defense looked like? Or is it going to be a, a game of offense? Right. Like, do you think it's going to be defense or offense?
0: Well, I think the Cavs are predicated on defense. So I think I think the intent for the Cavs would be to come out and give maximum defensive effort. But with it being the first game and good defense, good team defense being a lot about communications and switching and calling out stuff, it being the first game, it could be a lot of confusion on defensive ends, which could lead to a lot of offense being scored. So I don't know which way to go. I know the Cavs going to come give maximum defensive effort, but we'll see, man. Because I'm about to say uh,
1: Jared Allen not going to be playing game one, right? Because he's still out with the – What is it the neck or back?
0: I think it's an ankle. And oh, ankle. I think it's a game-time decision as far as like, you know, right before they go to warm-ups and stuff if, he, if he's okay to play. But what it sounds like when I last listened to JB uh, earlier today, this, it sounds like he might not go tomorrow.
1: Mm, that's tough. And I'm about to say, what would be your uh, cause for what would be your expectations for the Cavs? Because for me, it's honestly I'm I'm not well for the first game. I'm more so looking at JB Bickerstaff. I'm curious because Darvin Ham he was running a lot of rotations. I feel like JB Bickerstaff should run a lot of rotations. I mean, why not? It's the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, of course you want to play your key players. You do want to pit Max Drews out on the floor, but I want to see some weird rotations just to kind of see how it kind of meshes. Like, we shouldn't be getting blown out, of course. Like, don't, don't get in that territory, even though it is game one. But at the same time, I think this would be the perfect game. This would be the perfect team to really try out some of those real funky rotations you've been kind of dreaming about. You know what I mean? So it's like, what, what for you, like, what's you looking at as expectations for the Cavs? Is it on JB? Is it on a player? Like, what is those, those, those attributes you really just looking at and saying, hey, all right, this is what I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow night?
0: Yeah, man, I'm really interested in seeing what JB's rotations are to start with. Um, but this could be one of those games like Brooklyn's at home. You know, last year they got a totally different roster than they opened up with last year. Last year they had KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Yeah, You know what I mean? So they just opened the night for them with a whole new team. You know, with Brooklyn Bridges, uh Mikhail Bridges, that's what they call him over that way. Um, you got you got Ben Simmons, who I saw in the preseason, looks good, man. He he, uh, <laughs> he looks good. He I makes, always thought uh, the cash should should buy low and try and trade for Ben Simmons when, when he was that guy that was available, because I've always believed in his talent. But I think I think Brooklyn has a good team, so I don't don't, don't expect it to be like the Cavs going to walk in there to the Barclays Center and just, you know, easily get a W. It's going to be a, I got Brooklyn being fighting for like that fifth or sixth seed as far as the playoffs go. I mean, they're a really good team. So my expectation for the Cavs in the rotation is, I mean, I anticipate they start small if Jared Allen's not playing. I see Bernie going with a small lineup and putting Karis Laverde in. And not uh, Damian Jones. He could go Damian Jones. If he wants to go big, but I feel like the only true big that that Brooklyn plays will be what, what's their center's name?
1: Uh, Claxton.
0: Yeah, Claxton. I think I think that'll be the only big they play. I mean, Ben Simmons will probably be power forward. Maybe I mm-hmm. think that's where he needs to play at least, at least on the on the defensive end. I mean, so that, so that might make him go big because Ben Simmons is a big body. But I can see him going with Levert, Struess, Garland, Mitchell, and Evan Mobley at the five to start the game. Okay. With with talking from a rotation standpoint, if you're starting Levert, I think first man off the bench then would probably be uh, Niang, George Niang. I think you'll see uh, – and this is with Levert starting – I think you'll see some uh, Ty Jerome get, kind of getting in that backup PG, and you're going to see some Okoro and, and Dean Wade. I think those will be the first four off the bench. If they want to go big, then that's obviously when Damian Jones plays. And then, too, I kind of want to
1: ask you about this, too, because it's like we, we see all our players, right? We see we got Moby, we got DG, we got Don, right? But then we got a player, we got Karis Avert. But then we got another player that we did give, what, about $80 million to or $60 million, correct, let me correct myself, I think, 60 or 70 and
0: Max Strews. I think Max Strews was something like four years, 62. 62, okay. And 64, 16 million a year. All right. So do you think this game won,
1: like, and it might be too early, you know, we do, I have a tendency of jumping the gun on certain situations. I, You know, it, it's just in me. But do you think this game right here is gonna show a flash of like, all right, he really was worth sixty two million dollars? You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of people still like Cleveland fans, NBA fans, really Cleveland fans. It's like, hey man, I don't really think we should have gave Max Hughes that type of dollar. You feel I me? Mean? Like it's just, it just don't. It's a hard pill, hard pill to swallow. So do you think this would be a game where he either proves it or he just like, hey? Man. He makes it kind of questionable about paying him that type of money.
0: You ever heard those saying, really, patience is a virtue." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 why I'm Uncle Tate and you, nephew really. You you you. I mean, you're a young cat, man. You got <laughs> you got to learn patience is a virtue. So it might not jump right off for Max Truce. We all hope it does, of course. For sure. But it's 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 one eighty second of this season that's gonna get played tomorrow. So, you know, I think Max Struess will ultimately be fine, whether it's tomorrow night or not. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he has a good game tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't. But when he gets in the rhythm, gets to learn his teammates, he's a, he has the type of shooting and floor spacing that the Cavaliers have sorely needed. And $16 million a year is not a lot of NBA money, man. I mean, Karis LeVert making $16 million a year. I mean, just if you go over some of the teams – with the big, you think about it. Giannis just signed a contract where he's getting basically paid like sixty one point five million dollars a year for sure. So when you look at the top end and you come down to that sixteen range, them your role players for sure.
1: I mean, I can see that. But then if I if I'm playing devil advocate, right? Let's say, all right, let's 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 take the nephew really route on this, right? Let's take the other split side of a lot of a Cavs fan, and NBA fans, is looking at it, right? We paying him sixty two million dollars, and yeah, this would be the lower tier end of contract, right? But at the same time, for a player that is, we got him in to be a shooter. We we made up in our mind he's not anything else. He's really specialized doing like playmaking, maybe some rebound, and maybe some defense. The sixty two million dollars to shoot. So we get him here, and he's he's not really above average shoot. He just a ah, he just an all right shooter. It's like, do we think 62 million? Because essentially we get in a situation like Miami did with Duncan Robinson where they gave him the cash, they gave him the dollar, and then he got the tweak in the season after where he just looked – well, he ended up being voted as one of the worst contracts in the NBA. But in NBA standards, that's technically not a lot of money, but it's like, hey, is it a scenario where we get in a situation like that for the Cavs? Because it's like – Cavs has historically been a situation where we have jumped the gun, but then the Cavs also has been in historic historical situations where we didn't push, we didn't pull the trigger at the right time either. Probably not as often as a, the flip side of that, but you know we've we have shown even let's say Colin Sexton where we just we just didn't pull the trigger in time.
0: Well, that could. I'm glad we didn't pull the trigger on Colin Sexton. Collin Seconds on the market in Utah already. I mean, not that he's not a good player, but he's not as dynamic as Donovan, and him and DG would be would be a really, really small backcourt. Mm-hmm. Now, to your Max Struess point, maybe that's why we got Max Struess. Maybe Miami didn't want to pay Max Struess because they paid Duncan Robinson. They've been through that already. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We might not need to pay Max, too. You know what I mean? And Cleveland probably – I mean, Max might be worth $14 million a year. Cleveland had to – Overpay a little bit because it's Cleveland. You know what I mean? So when you're a small market team like that, it's not that's not a destination spot. Uh teams have to maybe slightly overpay to get free edges to come. Um, but I, I think it's a good fit, man. I don't have a problem with it. Um, and you know, when when you when you Kobe Alman, you know, when you're not when, when you're not driving home with a buzz from a party or something like that, <laughs> the only thing you can do. Is go is go off the numbers, the analytics, and I mean, Max Strus is like a thirty nine, forty percent three point shooter. Mm. So we don't we don't give him the sixteen million a year, four year, sixty four million, and think he's not going to come in and do what he's been doing. We anticipate him coming to do that and maybe give us a little more and be a little better than he's been over his career because he's a more mature player when he was in Miami. He had uh Jimmy Butler, really. I mean, Tyler Hero is good, but not really a playmaker. Kyle Lowry's washed, a little chubby and old. But uh, I feel like with DG and Donovan Mitchell and Karis Levert, with you know, with the way those guys can playmake and penetrate and get to the hole and kick, I feel like he can get a lot of open looks. I feel like his shooting percentage theoretically should go up because of it.
1: I can see that. I mean I
0: can see it. I can see the flip side of that. It is weird. Hey Rally, Rally. Don't 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 I make a lot of good points, man.
1: You make you make some solid points. I give you that.
0: <laughs> you make some you make some hey man can I real that. quick before you go I'll let you finish doing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Breaking news here on that's rather cavalier podcast. You know what it is what's, what's in that? real time Kevin Durant has a haircut.
1: I got to see that. I got to see that. He- Kevin
0: Durant has a one against the grain. Kevin Durant has a haircut. He got waves too? No, no, no. He cut it so low that he can't get waves. Uh-huh. But he cut Yeah. Because, you know, if he, if he got it waved, He got you'd have to brush it and take care of it to get waves.
1: Yeah.
0: He just cut it low so you don't see all the little babies, you know?
1: <laughs> I was, you know, I'm still proud of KD. You know what I mean? Because it was at a point I thought he was just brushing his hair backwards. For a second i'm like it's no way you get that
0: hey man but i i used to work with a little young cat well young to me because he about kd's age and I'm, I'm out here in the dmv you know right i'm right outside prince george county that's where they from right and this cat didn't ever take care of his hair man i seen some people i'm getting to think that's just what they do in pg county man <laughs> you know what i mean prince george's county for you know for those who know the, the acronym the uh, pg but yeah I'm beginning to think that's what they do out here in the DMV, and in, in this area where I'm at, man. Jokers don't really care to take care of the hell. Let that <laughs> stuff grow and not up and BB up and all that kind of stuff, man. So it could be that too. Mm. I know
1: that I couldn't go down here, man. But, yeah, we're going to take a quick little break here. Going to pay some bills. So going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back with the cast content.
0: and we're back
1: with That's Rather Cavaliers for anybody that's tuning in now. I need you to do me a favor for all the people listening. I need you to go to all your podcast services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get some podcasts and I need you to share it to three people that has never watched That's Rather Cavaliers because we got a lot of amazing content on the way. We like talking Cavs, we like talking NBA, we like talking basketball. We love talking sports here on That's Rather Cavaliers. So if you want to show love to us, share it to three people that has never watched That's Rather Cavaliers. But like I said, we got a lot of amazing content with me and Uncle Tate here in the building. Um we already touched bases on what we expect from the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I also want to touch bases on what this season truly mean because we got a lot of players that we are expecting to give some money to, right? We we just actually just accepted. The fourth, the fourth year of Evan Mobley contract, right? So he's been picked
0: up, you know, pick, picked up picked a fourth up. year option.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we got Isaac Kurro, which is assuming they're gonna wait to his his contract year to either extend him this season or wait to the to the off season to give him some money. Yeah, this
0: this this, this definitely approve a year for Ice. I mean, the Cavs <laughs> are not are not going to outbid themselves. They're gonna let the season oh. play out, see what let him see what he can get on the free agent market. When he can see and can get about $8 million a year, he's like, I'm going to take the $8 million for Cleveland. And that's what they'll get him for.
1: But do you think, on the subject of that, do you think he's worth it? And if so, what would – like, for you, you think $8 million is the, the lucky number? Or do you think it's a little bit lower than that? Like, I what think, do you do?
0: I think $8 million is about what he's worth. I mean, but the, the, market, the market dictates and determines what the player's worth is. That's so that's sure. why they're going to let him play out his con- contract. Become a free agent in the market, mm-hmm. let his agent talk to other teams, see what he can get, see what they're willing to give him. And then once he has a number, he come back to Cleveland with, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. Toronto's willing to give me, uh, eight years, 24 million. For I sure. mean, three, three, three years. I'm sorry, you ain't that bad, Isaac. For sure. Three years, 24 <laughs> for million. For and sure. you know, and the Cavs like, okay, well, we, we, we'll we do that. He, he'll want, he'd rather stay in Cleveland because that's where he's been. But the 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 market determines the player's value and worth. So we won't know what Isaac Okoros is until next offseason starts and back in July when free agency begins, sure. and he can go out and, and, and offer his service to other teams.
1: Yeah. And I will say this, too, because a lot of people get scared <laughs> with players like this, especially Cass. What Uncle Tate is saying, too, is – Isaac Kerr, we have the right, the Cavs have the rights, he has a team option, or not a team option, we have the, we have the right to his contract, right, so he's an unrestricted, he's a, he's a restricted free agent, right, so if he hits the open market, that does not mean he leaves the Cavaliers, that just means he can entertain offers like Tate said, and then we have the option, we have 24 hours or 48 hours to match the contract, right? That's correct. So it's different from an unrestricted free agent where you got, like, let's say Donovan Mitchell, where he can actually walk, and that that's it, right? But as a curl, like you said, he might get, like, four years, $32 million, you know, that's what $8 million I mean, like do, you, you said. Do,
0: do you think he's worth much more than that? I mean, you complaining about Max Strews getting too much bang. <laughs>
1: to your point, I, I don't think he's worth more than that. Right. I just... What I'm, what I fear, because this is where, this is the part of the NBA I do love when it comes to the money and the numbers, right? Because, a lot of times I do feel like general managers, not even just the Cavs, but just general managers across the league, they get in a situation where they don't, they don't stay stern with their decision, and they, they are willing to give players more money than I, I personally believe they deserve, right? Because I feel like it's certain, like case in point, like how we extended Dean Wade. I feel like that contract. Is slowly but surely becoming a contract that wasn't really worth
0: him. Now that's well, a I'm moving enough, contract. In, in fairness, like I got to think you to see what Dean Wade does this year. He was injured a lot last year, and he's getting he got three years, eighteen million. We we saying give Okoro more, and Dean and Dean Wade's a knockdown shooter when he's healthy. He could defend the three and the four. He rebounds well for size. He's gonna get you six or seven rebounds a game, and this year I bet he goes higher. So I mean. I don't think six million is too much for Dean Wade. I mean, three years, eighteen million—that's like nothing. You like the you like the entry level person at a company. (laughs) You think you think that's that's entry level? I mean, for their scale, though, (laughs) you got you got got DG making like thirty eight. You got Donovan making like forty five. You got Tristan, i mean, not Tristan, but Jared Allen making twenty million a year. I don't know what Evan Mobley's fourth year option pick up is going to be, but he was picked number three overall, so I bet it's going to be around eleven or twelve. You know what I mean? Karis LeVert making sixteen, Dean Wade making six.
1: He making six, but you can you can look, you find a slightly cheaper stri- stretch, or even a more consistent one. Really, just, just a
0: little bit more. That's like money, you, can man, you can mess around, you
1: can mess around, get Bertans.
0: That that time I bet Bertans make more.
1: He do. Okay. Think so so you not so. good
0: for six. But he a better shooter. He a better shooter, or you can get a uh he's not as versatile as, as, as Dean I Wade. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you have from Dallas. I think you got <laughs> defensive. I think you got defensive liabilities with him, man. I mean, I just said you got you got to put some value in the fact that Dean Wade can guard three four. Both. They started him at three when when they had Lori They wanted to stay oh, big, yeah. and marketing was hurt. They were starting him at the three.
1: They did, they did. But this this past season, when they didn't put him at the three, he was looking real suspect. He was looking highly
0: suspect. Man, I'm 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 convinced you get it in for guys, and you just stick to stick with your grudge, man. No nah, man. I feel you like ain't want like Tristan I Thompson here. You said Max Struess made too much money? He did. Now you going in on D Wade?
1: D Wade, he was. Yeah, you can get a you can get a better Dean Wade. Let's be honest, you can get a better Dean Wade for the price if you're gonna pay that ticket. I just feel like you like when you come to the money, like you have to be responsible. Like, and I think we both agree with it. It's just, I mean, <laughs> this is why Kobe Allman do have to make those strategic decisions, which I think he's doing an excellent job at doing. But it's like the Cavs right now. I think that's where it's like whereas it has like healthy two-sided arguments is like the Cavs literally have to make the right move from here on out because they have a special team and in terms of the next topic, right?
0: <laughs> Great transition. Hey, hey, I just I looked up Davis Bertrand's contract. Know what he's getting? What he getting? 5 years, 80 million. That's about 17 a year. Man, about, 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 about 16, it's 16 a year. Yeah. Dean Wade's making six.
1: <laughs> so ten million dollars for a better shooter. $10 more. Ten
0: million, ten million per year <laughs> for a slightly better shooter and worse yeah. defender. But go, I, you know, I rest my case. You go ahead and do it and say hey, what you. you hey, about you want to
1: get some knockdown threes or not?
0: You want a crucial? You want a knockdown three or not? I love knockdown threes, man. But if he giving up another end, it really don't matter, dude. That's why we got Evan Mobley.
1: that's that's but but all the transition to that though right because on crucial movements crucial trades crucial things we got to do we have a player named donovan mitchell and it's a lot of speculation now right it went from don is not going to sign extension he's going to walk to free agency to don is going to sign the extension during the season to I think it was Bill Simmons who said this is one of the most like terribly it's terribly kept secrets ever because they saying Don is like he's going to leave the Cavs and he's going to New York. Like it's it's no argument. And it's like now I get to you, Uncle Tate, and I ask you, like, hey, you know, what I mean, like, if Don were to leave. What is it that the Cavs should be doing right now? If the room, because right now it's like, all right, I know we should keep playing, it's early. We literally just started the season, and it's like, how should we approach this? Because we got rumors that Don might extend, we got rumors that Don could extend, and then we got rumors that Don is not going to uh, extend and he's going to walk as soon as he has that option, he's not going to request no trade. He just going to wait to free agency where there's no drama and he can just get up out of here. So it's like, what do you do with all the speculation? Because essentially all of these topics is building up to making sure that Donovan Mitchell decision is impacted, right? Because if any of those decisions like is chosen wrong, Donovan Mitchell is probably, like, Hey, I don't think the Cavs is competitive. Or if we pick him right, he might say, hey, the Cleveland team is a competitive team. I'm going to sign an extension. I'm staying with you like uh, Giannis did with Milwaukee when they got Dane. So it's like, what do the Cavs do in this situation? Like, now you got to pin on GM Tate and say, hey, all right, this is how we going to move.
0: You're always trying to get my GM hat, rally, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, man. (laughs) Because you asked a valid question. That rumor is out there. What you saying, I mean, you, you, it's not anything that you, that you uh, are, are, are mis, miscommunicating to our listeners and stuff like that. Donovan Mitchell is being said in many circles wants to go, still wants to go play in New York. <laughs> now, here's the thing though I told you about 10 minutes ago in the first block what is patience, really? <laughs> yeah. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> So what we have to do, because we can't know until we know, right? You have to be patient. You have to put your best foot forward as the Cleveland Cavaliers and try and just win as many games and go as far as you can and let Donovan Mitchell determine what he's going to do. Now, we got Donovan for the the 23-24 season and the 24-25 season before he can make a move. He can leave after the 25 season. He has an out, and he can leave. But if we've made it to... Competed well in the playoffs this year, say, you know, make it to the second round and competitive all the way to the end of that. And next year, truly competing for the – in the Eastern Conference final and to get to the finals, then, man, is is the grass greener somewhere else? You know what I mean? Plus, there's a lot of chatter out there right now at the beginning of this season that Joy and B wants to get traded to New York. <laughs> And New York's willing to give up everything except uh, Jalen Brunson. Mm -hmm. They talking about giving up Randall, Mitchell Robinson. uh, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Yeah, all those guys to try and get. So now if he goes there and B, and you got Jalen Brunson there, I don't see Donovan Mitchell being a fit. Maybe not being a – maybe being a fit from a basketball standpoint, but not from a – a cap flexibility standpoint and, you know, team team finances. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as Cavalier fans, all we can do is play the best we can. But i tell you one thing Cleveland has, though, and they, what they shouldn't do. They shouldn't be held hostage. If you get to the trade deadline and you're not doing as well as you thought and, you know, and you, you're going to be a playoff team but not like one of the elite teams in the East – you're going to be a play-in team or, you know, that last six seed or something like that. Maybe the Cavs make a move at the deadline because you don't want to be held hostage. And then the longer you have him and everybody knows he wants to go, you, you're going to lose value on him because teams are going to shortchange you because, like, well, we know he's leaving. We know he don't want to be in Cleveland, so we ain't going to give you that. But Cleveland's ace in the hole? Your boy, really, the Bates. I mean, I'm not saying this year, but Imani Bates was a steal at the number 49 pick.
1: Definitely.
0: He's lottery talent right now.
1: Definitely.
0: And you build around him, you no, know, we've been around Evan Mobley, Garland, and Imani Bates in, in a year or two. And you're gonna be just fine. Money Bates gonna bring Bates gonna bring that scoring to the table. If he can if he can play the two. Excuse me. If They can play the two alongside uh, DG with Mitchell Goals. You're getting bigger. You're getting longer. You're probably getting a higher percentage shooting from the two position. Not You won't get the volume scoring that Donovan Mitchell gives you, but you can get the three-point shooting. So I think he's their ace in the hole, ace up their sleeves, so to say, because they can pull that out and use that as like a difference maker, depending on what Mitchell wants to do. And you're gonna get some some really good players for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe not, maybe not a superstar. Maybe not superstar for superstar. But you're gonna get a, enough players and maybe draft picks to to continue to fill out your roster. And Imani Bates, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley are all on a much younger timeline than Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I will say this too, because it is
1: also part of the rumor that the New York Knicks might not be the only candidate for those two players you named Joel Embiid and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they said the other very dark horse favorite that's going in there because it's still a New York team is Brooklyn because they feeling like the Brooklyn Nets is quietly, they wasn't able to get Dame. they wasn't able to get uh drew holiday um, that they feel like, if New York doesn't come completely correct, the Brooklyn Nets is is trying to acquire Joel. Because they feel like, essentially, the the two New York Knicks and the Nets believe whoever acquired Joel Embiid, if he becomes available, is going to get Donovan Mitchell in free agency. So
0: Say that again, say that again.
1: So essentially, how the rumor, or what they believe, and they feel like whoever can get Joel Embiid, if once Joel Embiid truly becomes available is going to be the true front runner for Donovan Mitchell.
0: But I just was saying it financially won't, won't work won't fit easily to get both of those super max players for
1: Brooklyn. It would be a slightly easier goal for New York. It, it would be kind of, cause they would have to move a lot of like Ju- Julius Randall would have to be moved. RG bear would have to go. Um, well, that, that's that, that's what I'm New York sure is that's
0: what New York is talking about giving up though. Yeah, they're not saying, oh, we want to keep these guys, yeah. And but I'm
1: just saying all of those would essentially have to move to like cleanly get and, Don and, 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 and
0: uh and Yeah, one thing I think you're forgetting is Joel and B's relationship with Nick's president Leon Rose, who used to be an agent, used to be Joel and B's agent. Hmm. So there's that relationship there that I, I think if Joel and B he won't say I want to leave Philly because he likes Philly. Uh, you know he don't want to be that guy. He's not gonna say I want to leave. But I think if they traded him, what's going on with all the Harden and Doc Rivers getting fired and all the stuff that is the mess in Philadelphia? I think the team he would want to go to, team one eight, would be the New York Knicks.
1: I can see him wanting that. I just feel like what now what we're starting to see now, with just how. A lot of these teams are just not getting their first option. I could see that second horse being, and and I mean historically, New York hasn't gotten who they wanted in terms of like that level of stardom.
0: Yeah, because they they wanted Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They 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 wanted to cross they wanted to cross over the bridge to Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy because the only reason they didn't go to New York is because the the owner of that team, well at that time, well he's still the owner actually. He just said, hey, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give Katie that money. I'm not going to give KD and Kyrie that money. I'm just not doing it. And they walked. So, you on a
0: – so. James, James Dolan, who you was talking about? James Dolan, yeah, absolutely. But, but I, uh, I mean, I think Kyrie – I think Kevin Durant would have went to the Knicks. But I think Kyrie didn't want to go. He wanted to go do his own thing over in Brooklyn. I think it's closer to his home. And Kevin Durant followed followed the cuckoo guy, right? Follow follow Kanye West. If you're a football fan, Antonio Brown. I mean, that's what that's what Kyrie has kind of turned into. I mean, he's a great talent, great player, but so was Antonio Brown. And Kyrie's a top five rapper of all time. But you see how these how these gentlemen <laughs> sometimes think and act.
1: Hey man, all power to Kyrie Irving.
0: I'm a, Ky- I'm a Kyrie fan no, but... too. That don't mean don't mean I think the Earth is flat.
1: Oh yeah, I don't agree with that. Though. But <laughs> I feel like on a very quick tangent before I wrap it up, I feel like Kyrie he has his hit or miss moments. Right, either he's like he has something that has just enough merit to was like all right, I can see where you're going, and then he has his moments where it's a little bit through the moon, but you know. It's Kyrie Irving. We've kind of, we've kind of grew to know this is, this is who he is. Uh, unapologetic. Can't even say the word right now, so I'm gonna skip that. God bless my heart. But <laughs> is there anything you kind of want to end off today, uh, Uncle Tate?
0: Hey, they did a uh, player ranking of the NBA top 25 players as it is right now. Where you think, where you think Donovan Mitchell finished?
1: He said this is out of how many?
0: 25, top 25.
1: I think Don ha- Don has to be f- f- 17 or 15. He has to be in that range.
0: Oh. you're real close, really. They had it's. Uh, I'm making sure I'm accurate. It's a Bleacher Report poll. Uh, has Donovan Mitchell. Ranked number 18. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, number 18 in top 25. You said 17 or 15, so he was real close.
1: Yeah. I just – like, because he can't – So, be- my, <laughs> the,
0: uh, the players below him, you got Anthony Edwards at 19, Jalen Brown at 20, Bam out of bio at 21. Pascal Siakam at 22. De'Aaron Fox at 23. Jalen Brunson at 24. And Zion Wisman at 25. Who's uh who's 17? Well I'm looking at on the Cleveland site. They haven't they have they don't show that yet. They go oh, yeah, it goes 18 and shows who's behind. So
1: that's not that's not bad. I'm actually surprised they had just knowing how they how they love Zion Williamson. I'm surprised they had him. So after. my
0: other question is, before we get out of here, the Cavs, the Cavs uh, win, win winning percentage. The season starts tomorrow, right? So the Cavs Cavs winning percentage, right? Not winning percentage, but amount of total wins in the season. Mm. We know last year they won fifty one games. Uh-huh. The over under the Vegas over under is set at fifty point five. Do you have? do you think Cleveland fans <coughs> excuse me do you think Cleveland fans have them going over or under of that that total like you think the majority of people have them going over 50.5 or majority of people have them going under 50.5
1: I think most Cleveland fans got them over 50.5
0: You are right 81% has Cleveland going over 50.5 Yeah
1: I just <laughs> knowing my city, it's no, cause I, I was just talking to some people right now. They they think the Cavs could at least, like, they think a lucky number is like 52, 54 ish, right? But I think a lot of uh, analysts I've seen, at least a lot of lists, they actually think it's not going to be too many, like 50 or high or like 55 ish win teams. They think it's going to be like two. In the, in the league. league
0: they're, they're um, It'll be more than two fifty 50-win teams. But I, I, see, I think so, too. I see you saying 55, 56. You might only be two or three of them. But I think yeah. you know, 50, 51, 52, you'll get like four of those, I think. Mm-hmm. Like three, three, three from each conference. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So closing out, man, the season starts tomorrow, really. <laughs> do Cleveland Cavaliers go to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. What's your prediction for tomorrow's game?
1: I think tomorrow's game is going the first half is going to be really slow. I think it's going to be under maybe 70 total points combined. Um I think it is going to be a chess match of defense just because we've we've seen in the past teams like ours that scrappy they're going to like they're gonna get all their defensive sets out the way first, and then the second half is probably gonna be where it's gonna be a lot of excitement. But I think the Cavs pull it through. I think it's gonna be a close match, right? Because you got Mikael Bridges. This is the first time he's truly had his team for a full season. Um, Cameron Johnson. He got a lot to prove, and he's been working on his shot. He's and he's looked yeah. like he's gonna be really good this season too.
0: Simmons is back. Nothing,
1: yeah, and. Nothing. Yeah, and Ben, that's what's it's funny because the I, I've been watching a couple of his uh, Spurs in the preseason. He actually looked like the Ben Simmons. He should have been a while ago. He looked like he got his confidence back, his mentality back. Yeah, um, he's you know he's getting he's getting easy back baskets in he the look, post. He, he looks strong again. He looks, strong, <laughs> yeah, he do. And what like I said, and the one of the things I said earlier. That I'm actually proud of Ben Simmons is that he's gotten his confidence back. I think that was probably the the biggest thing that helped Ben Simmons back was his confidence. Because I literally seen a game when Joel Embiid was gone, he literally had 40 points against Utah when Rudy Gobert when they gave Rudy Gobert that Defensive Player of the Year and they should have went to Ben. So it's like
0: he's in the role now where he won't have to he won't have those expectations. He just come play basketball, play defense, rebound, facilitate. Hit the open playmaker. Hit Mikael Bridges. Hit Cameron Johnson. Yeah, hit you yeah. know a lot of these different shooters that we have. That's all we want you to do. So it's not it's not, it's not a heavy heavy load on him. If he can, like I said, he looks really good, man. I was one of those guys, like I said, that always wanted Cleveland to try and jump in and buy low on Ben Simmons, man, because two years ago you could he got him for a lot less than what he's going to show his value to be again. You know what I mean?
1: Honestly too, if I had and to make think, an even bolder prediction too. Oh, my bad. Not even to cut you off. But if I had to make no, a bolder Oh no, go ahead. My... <laughs> I'm
0: sure. No, I was just gonna say real quick. I think uh I think I just I probably already said it, I think Ben Simmons is gonna show his value to be more than what it was perceived to be just two years ago.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm like I think Ben Simmons this season, he's gonna show this might be his best season.
0: Imagine if you had, imagine if the Cavs that did that. And right now, you have Ben Simmons at the three with Donovan, Darius, Jared Allen, and Mobley. And say, and say you got off Lavert or Coro and a, a first round pick. That's you would have got Ben Simmons for that two years ago.
1: Mm. That would have been a good trade, honest. Long in, in hindsight, immediately, probably it probably you probably would have some cast fans like, oh no, just because yeah, you know, at that you know, that, at that point, but
0: again, really, and this one we might title the this show this. What is what well, well, what's what's the topic? So, the cast fans are not, or what they're impatient. What do we say? You have to be you have to be patient. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm a football in football, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That the year in the draft, believe, was 2020. I want the Steelers to draft Jalen Hurts. All the Steelers fans and all the the social media communities, I mean, and stuff like that. Oh, he's trash, he's not gonna be a good quarterback. He sucked, he can't throw. What's Jalen Hurts doing now? He's a top five quarterback, he's been to a Super Bowl, finished second MVP. Philly draft, they had Carson Wentz, who had who had took a team to a Super Bowl, who was an MVP candidate, and they got off him for Jalen Hurts, and you had to be patient. Now, Phillies, really, the Eagles, one of the best teams in the league. Not taking the football, this is just a demonstration in patience and waiting for stuff to come to fruition. Hmm. Just just another nugget dropped by Uncle (laughs) Tate. You
1: know, mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) But I do agree. I, I do agree because I think that has historically been the the this hidden unknown cloud, the most known cloud too in Cleveland, because it's a lot of our
0: future. Well, it has to be when you got one championship in fifty five years now, probably to <laughs> sixty years. You know what I mean? The Browns almost there. Somewhere well, they was really almost there back in the, in in the late eighties, and then you know you get to now. It's supposed to be they give Deshaun Watson all his money, but he ain't playing, he really ain't paying out. Browns fans is impatient. The the Guardians, you know, they really they went to the World Series a few times and then they, they haven't brought it home yet. You know, Cleveland fans are just impatient people. We are for those are. people. I say watch Ohio State, you'll be okay.
1: <laughs> but what all I said though. I would like to thank everybody listening in to That's Rather Cavaliers. And before we head off, I need you to do me a favor once again. For everybody listening, I need you to share this podcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you can get some podcasts, anywhere you can spell podcasts. I need you to share this video, share this pot with three people that has never watched That's Rather Cavaliers because we got a lot of amazing content. We got Uncle Tate. We got Big G. We got the producer Ma. We got a lot of amazing stuff happening here on That's Rather Cavaliers. You can't get anywhere else. So if you're going to do us the favor, share it to three people that has never watched That's Rather Cavaliers so we can make this content amazing. But I then head that over to Uncle Tate for any last words. How you feeling?
0: Hey, really, I'm feeling good, man. I really... I mean, you nephew, rally, But I might be call you the plug, man, because you you be <laughs> plugging the pod, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, just just to follow up on you, for those of you that listen to us, because we're 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 on we're on Apple and Spotify on audio platforms way more. rally. said watch; he means listen. We're sometimes on YouTube and Law's channel, but that's about ten percent of the time. The other ninety percent, you catch all of the broadcasts. All the audio content on Apple and Spotify search fans first sports network. That's rather cavalier, and you'll get it. And the season starts tomorrow night, and we're ready to jump in. I mean, we will probably probably do some every two games. I don't know that we'll be able to that we have the staffing yet to do some after every game, but every two or three games, you'll get you'll get some from us three times a week, definitely. So you know that that's that's our mission right now. So be sure to listen. What Relly says, tell three people. You can, For me, you could tell one person. But just tell a friend to tell a friend. No, that's all we need you to do. Tell it When you tell a friend to tell a friend, we're going to get more than that three is asking for. So tell your one person and tell them to tell somebody else. Word of mouth, we'll get this thing crack and lacking. And, hey, we are ready to go. But that's all I got, Relly.
1: What he said. <laughs> But with further ado, I would like to say peace out until we see you on the next video of That's Rather.